Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's part three of Pastor Michael's second teaching in Psalm 22 called The Shepherd Psalms. Sometimes you're talking to someone and maybe they're a brand new Christian and they begin to open their heart to you and they say, I've been through this or I'm going through that. And then you can share your story and say, well, let me tell you something. I did this. I went through that. I did this. I wasn't always a Christian. I wasn't born a preacher. I didn't come out of the womb and say, everybody open your Bible to the book of Psalms. Yeah. No, didn't come out that way. Didn't even roll a pulpit into the living room when my kids were growing up. All right, line up, open your Bibles. Although we did open our Bibles. Can I get an amen from the background? No. (laughs) And when you're going through your affliction, God not only doesn't despise you, the Messiah understands. And Hebrews 4 says, he empathizes. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. Because he was on all points tempted like us yet without sin. So humiliation, affliction, betrayal, unjust suffering, he knows it all. And he will not abhor or reject you when you're at your lowest low. It's part of the power of the Psalms. We can be raw and honest with our God. Our God used the affliction of the Messiah to bring healing to all those who will call upon his name. In fact, it says, by his wounds, we are healed. From thee comes, or the theme is praise here, the theme of my praise. From thee comes, the NIV adds, the theme of my praise, or my praise shall be of you, New King James. In the great assembly, I shall pay my vows before those who fear him, a right response to God's amazing mercies. The afflicted, the poor shall eat and be satisfied. Jesus said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you'll be satisfied, Matthew 5, 6. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. Notice the focus once again on the great assembly. It's like the second half of the psalm moves from the suffering of the cross to the reality of what it purchased. It purchased a great congregation And in the midst of that congregation is the Savior. He is the center of all that we are. He is the center of all that we do. He is our foundation. He is our reason. He is our purpose. He is why we are here tonight. Because without his redemptive work, without his calling us to himself, we would not even probably most of us know each other. Amen? We never would have been one assembly. We never would have been one people. We never would have come together in this context. We never would have known the depths of what it means to know the Lord, to taste of his spirit, to worship corporately together, to know where we're headed, to know our message, to know our purpose, to know his great love. I can go down the list. But here we are in the midst of the great assembly and at the center of all of this. In fact, the one who walks in the midst of his churches, Revelation 2 and 3, is the Messiah. And it is here that we find the purpose of his suffering. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, 
to set free those who are downtrodden and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. From you, O God, comes my reason to praise. When I was uh, brand new to the Christian faith, I have to say that music was uh, something I enjoyed, but not something that I would typically gather together with my friends and sing. Rarely did we ever get together and say, hey, anybody got a song that you want to <laughs> belt out right now? Now, I know that there's some people who have their old high school songs. You know, they, they sing the high school fight song or anthem or whatever. That was not me and my friends. So when I first came to the church, I have to say, singing was a very weird thing to me. And I was typically like a spectator more than anything else. In fact, I grew up in a Roman Catholic household. So when I first went to a Christian church, um, you know, the, if you're familiar with the Roman, Roman Catholic uh, liturgy, uh, I grew up in a time when it was done in Latin and the priest did a lot of the singing. And uh, so the Christian church was a very foreign thing to me. And then the singing on top of that, it was like, hmm, this is interesting. But the Lord now puts a song in our heart, right? And it takes a while <laughs> to, to get comfortable with this whole music worship thing. There's no doubt about that. But I love the fact that it becomes a regular part of what we do. And I want you to notice now this call. All the ends of the earth, 27, all the ends of the earth of the world will remember. And the setting is the death of the Messiah, what he's done. All the ends of the earth, and this is a cry of my heart, oh, that all the ends of the earth will remember and turn to the Lord. And all the families of the nations will worship before thee. See, this is a main uh, verse in this particular chapter. All the ends of the earth will remember and turn. You know, mankind, deep in our souls, we know. The other day I had a chance to witness to a young lady and I had about two minutes to share the gospel with her. And I began to, to ask her if she knew things about the Bible. She said she had a little familiarity with the Bible. And I asked her a little bit about her background. And I said, have you read the Bible before? And she says, I know a little bit of it. I said, have you ever read the Gospel of John? She said, uh, not really, no. I said, do you have a Bible at home? She says, my mom has one. I said, do you know what John 3.16 says? She said, no, I don't. I, says, I said, it says, God so loved the world. He, he so loved you that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him won't perish. They'll have everlasting life. Have you ever had a moment where you look into somebody's eyes and you can just see the hunger to know God? And I said, I said to her, don't you think that if there is a God, and she told me that she believes that there's a God and that she even has faith, I said, don't you think that if there's a God who made you and who made you in his image, that the most important thing in your life would be to come to know who he is? She said, that makes sense. I said, yes, it makes perfect sense. You were made in his image. He loves you. He has a plan for your life. She actually started write, writing down the scriptures I was giving her. What is that, John 3.16? And that's the book of John and told her about the church and it was just, a, she had to go, she was working, so it was kind of just a quick moment. But it was enough just to sense it and to know that in every person, 
There is a longing for worship. I was talking to a friend of mine who's a brilliant theologian the other day, and he told me that, there, that the occult is on the rise in America, that there is a movement, uh, many young people gravitating towards the supernatural, but not the Christian faith. The occult is on the rise. It's in the backdrop right now because so many other things are going on in our culture, but it's on the rise. Many people gravitating towards the occult, towards dark things, if you will, dark spiritual things. And this, this man said, and he knows a lot about this, he said, that's happening because deep down man has a sense that there's something beyond him, something transcendent, and he has a sense that he's a worshiper. And he said, and I would argue that if you don't go to the true God of the Bible, you'll probably end up somewhere else that's dark. Even atheism can be dark. And this is, this is a beautiful, powerful verse. All oh, the ends of the earth. Oh, that the whole world would turn. Oh, that the United States of America would turn to the Lord. Oh, that the church would turn back to the Lord. There's a prayer event going on in our country. It's called The Return. And it has a lot of uh, names that you would know that are coming together at the Capitol in D.C. to pray. And a lot of their focus is repentance. And on Saturday, uh, September the 26th, we're opening the doors of the church and we're gonna host, uh, it's kind of like a simulcast thing. Uh, it's gonna be 11 to 2.30 and it's gonna be, we're going to connect to this return portion calling for repentance in America. And we need to pray. Don't you agree? See, we are at a critical moment in history, and I, I think many of you sense it, where we can decide to turn back to the Lord or continue going down this slippery slope. Folks, I got to tell you, I can't believe what is going on in our culture. Every time I turn around, another egregious, ungodly bill has been passed in our state that is almost unimaginable and unthinkable. I don't even know how people are thinking these things up anymore. We are on a slippery slope and we are asking for God to judge us. And I'll tell you, COVID-19 was a wake-up call and I pray that your passion for the Lord doesn't doesn't wane right now because we're at a tipping point with that as well. And I believe the enemy is trying to thwart revival by doing some clever things in the church, by causing division in political things and stuff like that. Please, let's be sensitive to how the Holy Spirit might be speaking to us at this hour. This is an amazing time, but it is a very strategic hour. Oh, that we would turn back to the Lord. Because Peter says that judgment begins in the household of God. And it's going to start with us. And he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they will seek my face, if they will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. Then I will heal their land. Yes, that was spoken to ancient Israel, but the principles are still applicable today. God will honor repentance. And I have to look at my own heart and say, oh Lord, help me. Help me to live for you in all those areas that you want my obedience. For the kingdom is the Lord's. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. 
Hey, I'm Rob Newton, the producer of Walk in Truth. Since we began on this journey of reaching out with God's truth to all people, we have grown to be on four radio stations in Southern California, Arizona, Idaho, and Utah, reaching people from all walks of life and faiths. Our program has also reached listeners in 49 countries. If you are a financial partner, thank you for recognizing the importance of Walk in Truth's presence on radio and podcast, and for praying for people's lives to be changed through hearing and responding to the messages aired each week. Through our partnership together, Walk in Truth has been able to carry God's message of hope to thousands of listeners who may be feeling stress, confusion, and hopelessness. Walk in Truth's total budget for radio airtime, promotion, equipment, supplies, and staffing is over $150,000 a year. Our goal has always been to become 100% listener-supported and to expand into more radio stations as God provides. Our current level of listener financial support is about 25%. Can you give a one-time tax-deductible donation today? Please visit walkintruth.com to donate online or get the mailing address. That's walkintruth.com. If you just tuned in, then you missed the first half of today's edition of Walk in Truth. That's okay. You can listen to this episode and many others whenever it's convenient for you on your free Living Truth app. Walk in Truth is also on your favorite podcast app. Simply search for and subscribe to Walk in Truth on apps like Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcast, Stitcher, and many more. Listening to a podcast as well as radio is a great way to get some time in the Word when you're walking, catching up on some work, or if you're like me and just need to listen to some Bible teaching while getting ready in the morning. Remember, you can find Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walk in Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. This is an amazing time, but it is a very strategic hour. Oh, that we would turn back to the Lord. Because Peter says that judgment begins in the household of God. And it's going to start with us. And he says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, if they will seek my face, if they will turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven. Then I will forgive their sin. Then I will heal their land. Yes, that was spoken to ancient Israel, but the principles are still applicable today. God will honor repentance. And I have to look at my own heart and say, oh Lord, help me, help me to live for you in all those areas that you want my obedience. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. I was going to add the word all, but it's not there. He rules over the nations. Turn over to Psalm 46. Quickly, we're winding down, but I want to show you an encouraging part of this very precious psalm. This psalm is going to be the anchor of our upcoming men's retreat, which is going to happen in October, on October the 10th. God, Psalm 46, one is our refuge and strength. That's the title of the men's, kind of a half day retreat here at Living Truth. Mark your calendars, October 10th. He's a very present help in trouble. Now this is a great Psalm. I'm not gonna read through it all, but I wanna take you to the end where it says, be still, verse 10, or cease striving and know that I am God and keep reading, I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I take great comfort, not only in the be still and know that I am God part, but I also take great comfort in part B of verse 10. 
I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> the Lord's going to accomplish his plan. I can fret all I want. I can do the typewriter on my fingernails. Some of you guys do that. Oh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket. It's all gone bad. It's terrible. It's gone. No, it ain't. The Lord will be exalted in all the earth. It's coming. To him, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Back to Psalm 22 and we'll finish it. He rules over all the nations. Don't freak out. <laughs> I know there's a lot of stuff to freak out about right now. So many things. But let's keep our eyes where they belong. All the prosperous of the earth, Psalm twenty-two twenty-nine, 29, will eat and worship. Another beautiful promise. All those who go down to the dust, a picture of death and decay, will bow before him. That's another way to say Philippians 2, 9 through 11. Even he who cannot keep his soul alive. I will bless those who fear the Lord, the small together with the great. May the Lord give you increase, Psalm 115, 13 through 16, you and your children. May you be blessed of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. The heavens are the heavens of the Lord, the earth he has given to the sons of men. This is a beautiful prayer. It's a prayer for increase. May the Lord give you increase, Psalm 115, 14, you and your children. May, increase, may he increase your righteousness. May he increase your hunger for the things of God. May he bless you so you can be prosperous in every best sense of that word, so you can give to the kingdom of God, so you can bless other people. I'm not talking about the prosperity doctrine here. I'm talking about that you'd prosper so that you can be a blessing. You can bless your family. You can uh, bless, obviously, the name of the Lord, but you can also be a blessing to others. Posterity will serve him, and it will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. I want to just park here and just give you a couple of thoughts about what's going on in our world right now. See, I'm not fighting just for this time period. I'm fighting for future generations. Should the Lord tarry? What I mean by that is, should the Lord not be coming in the next year, five years, 10 years, even 100 years? We don't know when the Lord's going to come. There were people in past generations that thought he was coming and his, his coming was not immediate. So this is what we need to think about. See, our posterity, 30, that means our future generations will serve him. It will be told of the Lord to the coming generation. Brethren, I know there's a, a lot of us who are a little bit older in the room tonight. You have children, you have grandchildren, you have great-grandchildren. Those of you who are watching, your job is to pass that on to your posterity. And if we got to pull them out from the public schools, then let's pull them out of there. If, 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 there's, if the nonsense of this culture is not going to stop, then we're going to have to be one of the forces in the culture that turns it around. Amen? Amen? This has always been the church's job to be salt and light, always. They will come and will declare his righteousness to people who will be born or who are yet to be born that he has performed it. He has done it, NIV. The psalm ends with, you could put it this way, it 
is finished. John 19.30, which is paid in full. Isn't it beautiful? The verse, first verse, oh God, why, 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 why? Last verse, it is done. Just a peek at a, another psalm just for a second. Psalm 31. Go over there for a second. Check this out. This is beautiful. It says, In you, O Lord, I have taken refuge. 31.1. Let me never be ashamed. In your righteousness, deliver me. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me quickly. Be to me a rock of strength, a stronghold to save me. For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. You will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. You are my strength. And then notice, into your hand, I commit my spirit. This is something else Jesus said from the cross, right down Luke 23, 46. Into your hand, I commit my spirit. You have ransomed me, O Lord, God of truth. And right after that, into your hands, I commit my spirit. I'm not sure what the order was, but one or the other, it is finished, paid in full. Father, thank you for the beauty of the Psalms. They are prophetic. They are practical. They are raw. They are real. They are medicine for our souls. Thank you that you have given us this book, something we call the Psalter, the Psalms, so that we could be ministered to and we could see David's heart, the Messiah's heart. We could see honesty and rawness and questions and answers that come and praise that ends up being the song of our heart. And Lord, we know it's not easy. I know tonight there are some who are, have joined us or will watch this later who are hurting. They have questions. We talked about a night to discuss suicide. It's an epidemic in our culture right now. Life can be very challenging and hard. But thank you that even through the suffering, you are faithful. Thank you that the price has been paid. It is finished. It's done. It's accomplished. We don't have to fret. You will be exalted among the nations. It is our job to occupy. It is our job to teach our posterity, our future generations, our children. And if we don't have children to mentor somebody else who might have questions or may need someone to guide them and disciple them, oh Lord, help us to be busy about your business. Let us not be lazy about the things of God. Bless your people who have been here tonight. Give them a renewed passion and fervor for the things of the kingdom. And if you've not met this Messiah that this psalm talks about, run to him. He is the answer to all that ails you. With your head and heart bowed, just something this simple but this profound, Jesus, save me. You're the savior of Psalm 22. I believe it. I thank you that you died for me. You rose to defeat death and I trust you now. If you're a prodigal, Tell him I repent and I'm turning back to you. I'm coming home, Lord. And if you're a Christian trying to fight the good fight, trying to walk in the spirit, oh God, help me. Clothe me with your power. Give me your heart and help me to uh, just do what you've called me to do. And help me also rest in your grace that it is finished. To let grace teach me and guide me and let me receive it when I fall short. Thank you, Lord. We love you tonight. We praise you. And I pray that your people will just be 
encouraged and blessed. In Jesus' holy name, if you agree, would you say, amen. You've been listening to The Shepherd Psalms 2, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. And that was the conclusion of Pastor Michael's second sermon, teaching from the rest of Psalm 22. Remember, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on the Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember, Walk in Truth is on podcast apps like iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Stitcher, and many more. So you can listen to Pastor Michael's teaching whenever you want. If you're already listening to Walk in Truth on Apple Podcast, please give the podcast a rating. More good ratings means the greater the possibility that new listeners will find the podcast. Thank you for rating Walk in Truth. And remember, if you have not already done it, search and subscribe to Walk in Truth wherever you get your podcasts. One more reminder that Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. Your financial gift helps us broadcast on radio, provide the podcast, and do free apologetic events. It's all part of our mission to equip you with the truth in the Bible and to help you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. Please consider becoming a monthly partner, too, or give a one-time tax-deductible donation. Please visit walkintruth.com and click Donate. That's walkintruth.com. Or you can write a check and mail your gift to Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. That's Walk in Truth, P.O. Box 2063, Corona, California, 92878. And join us tomorrow for Pastor Michael's teaching in Psalm 23, continuing the mini-series called Shepherd Psalms. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.